my job wanted me to work today. I said, no, no, no. <laughs> Yo, they're, oh they're gonna my think, God. Dude, we're, they're going to think I called this during the time that I called out last week, but I was actually like legitimately not feeling that great. But anyways, that all right, this is a hot start. Man. We're but, already starting off by sinning, bro. What the hell is going on right now? Oh, man. Dude, that, that's a fire song, though. There's this guy at my old job named Bob. Shout out, Bob. I, I doubt he listens to this, but guy, he always bro. used to sing that. Yeah, he was like this. Uh, I think he was like 50. He worked there. He was he's a legend, man. This guy was a legend. Anyways, welcome back to Rough in the Basket. <laughs> um, This is a crazy start. Brandon Carr, how are you doing today? Doing great, bro. Um, another great week. We have a lot to talk about today. Again, shout out to Bob, your co-worker, old co-worker over there. Um, yeah, we have a lot to talk about this week on Rough in the Basket. Um, some football topics, some basketball topics as always, but I'm kind of just ready to get right into it. All right, let's do it. So we actually got an interesting topic to start out with today for sure. Mm-hmm. I've heard throughout the last week, there's been a lot about expansion, expansion, particularly in the NFL. However, you know, it could be one in the NBA in the future. But, you know, the last expansion NFL team, I actually had to look this up, was the Houston Texans. I actually did not know that. Um, but I don't even know. Were they... Was it 2002? Yeah. 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 What were the Houston Oilers then? Where did they go to? I. They're I the Tennessee Titans. They're the Tennessee oh. Titans. Yeah. yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that just tells you how long it's been since there has been a expansion team in any league, really. And then in the NBA, I believe it was two, it was either 2004 or 2005 with the Bobcats in Charlotte, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. So it's been a while. And uh, I guess I'm going to start out with this because the, the NFL. So, you know, as we know, great league, 32 teams already. And uh, the mayor of Dallas, they want to add a second team in Dallas. And, uh, you know, Stephen A. Smith shut that down real quick. A lot of people have shut that down real quick. But I just want to ask you, because it's been like nearly what? Like I had to do the math in my head. Almost 20 years. 20 years, bro. Yeah. Yeah, almost 20 years since we've had an expansion team. And it had me thinking, do you think there's going to be an expansion team in any league within the next like four years? Ooh, um, I could see it. Um, I know the NHL, I mean, they just had the Seattle Kraken this year. They had the Las Vegas Golden Knights a few years back. So they've been adding teams. Baseball, um, I mean, I could see like the Oakland Athletics relocating. I feel like they have to relocate when you have only a couple thousand fans showing up to your games. Um, But in terms of like the NFL and the NBA, I mean, I've been saying it for a long time now. The Seattle Supersonics need to come back, man. Like, that team, like, if obviously, if, if you don't know, like, super, the Supersonics are now the Thunder. But, like, a lot of people have been clamoring for the Supersonics to, to come back. And I really think they should. Um, and I think the NBA, I know they've been kind of talking about it. I know Adam Silver recently, um, might have been, like, last month, kind of talked about it. And, you know, they've been kind of discussing, you know, maybe that there's a possibility that Seattle, you know, could get a team or Las Vegas could get a team. Um, So I think the NBA out of all of the leagues, or if we're just going to talk about between the NFL and the NBA, I think the NBA is probably going to get an expansion team soon. Um, Maybe within the next few years or so, there's obviously a lot of things you kind of have to work out in order for that to happen. Um, There's a lot of, uh, obstacles and hurdles that you kind of have to overcome to get an expansion team. And 
yeah, I could see uh, the NBA definitely getting one, whether it's Vegas or Seattle. Um, I definitely think the NBA over the NFL, I think we get an expansion team because I don't know. I think the NFL is in a good spot right now with 32 teams. I don't really see uh, them getting a, another team for a, a really long time. Uh, so I'm going to go with the NBA and I think Seattle or Las Vegas would probably be my two destinations for an expansion team in the NBA. All right. So for me, all right, I'm going to say probably, probably the NBA makes more sense right now, just because I feel like they have less teams. There's a lot of talent. Um, maybe they could work something out and have another team, especially in Seattle. Like you said, I will say though, uh, you know, Detroit teams have been pretty bad for a very long time. Let's get a team in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, I'm down <laughs> with that. Uh, <laughs> hey, they got 1 million, 1 million people in their metro area, 52nd in the United States. So let, let's bring a team to Grand Rapids. I'll be a Grand Rapids uh, fan real quick. No, I, I'm just kidding. I can't abandon Detroit. But uh, I, I will say, though, I think that both leagues should definitely consider an expansion just to make things like interesting. For when I didn't watch sports at all was the last time that we really had an expansion. And I kind of just want to see the process of it and how it is to, I don't know, just see a new team in the league and, and the draft and everything like, yeah, I know the NHL has had a few expansion teams in the last few years. And I mean, the Las Vegas, uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights, right? Like that's their name. Yep, I'm not Las an Vegas NHL Golden guy, Knights. but I know they've been extremely successful. I believe they made the finals in the first season or the semifinals. They made it the to the Stanley Cup finals in the, yeah, exactly. the first season. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And maybe it would be a little bit different with the NBA or NFL, but I think that just the, off of the recent history of expansion teams um, and the success they've had in the NHL, I think I would definitely be open to seeing an expansion team in the NBA or NFL many times soon. Definitely Seattle would be cool to have one for the NBA. Definitely Vegas would be a market too. I think that would be a big market so. or uh, San Antonio. I think we talked about this a little bit prior to the show, but San Antonio is a growing city. Actually uh, just looked up San Antonio like the other day for something coincidentally. And I, uh, I saw that within the recent years, they've been like the, the eighth largest growing city over the last like 10 years or something like that. So, yeah, I mean, these are all possibilities. Do I think there's going to be an expansion league uh, or expansion team in the league in either league in five years? I'm, I'm a little bit doubtful to say yes, but, you know, stranger things have happened in sports and this stuff can kind of come out in the middle of nowhere. So, I don't know, maybe three years from now we'll have a team in, uh, in, in Seattle for the NBA and maybe we'll have a a second team in Dallas for the NFL. Who knows, man? Kind of doubt it with that one, but we'll see. Nah, I can't see that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think the NFL is in a good spot. I don't see an expansion team for a really long time. But the NBA, I mean, there's definitely been discussions about it. And the NBA right now, there's 30 teams. So they could easily, if they really wanted to, introduce two new teams. And that could be Seattle and Las Vegas to make it a 32-team league. Um I mean, like I said, though, earlier, there's just a lot of things you have to overcome. Like, you know, it's like, I don't know the specifics, but I know there's a lot of things that you have to work through in order to add a new team. Like there's a lot of financial stuff. Um, you know, obviously you have to work with this, the, the city that you're planning on re, uh, expanding that team to. And, you know, obviously like the NBA Players Association and there's just, there's a lot of thing that, a lot of things that you have to kind of 
you know, overcome and kind of come to an agreement on in order for these things to happen. So that's why it's so rare. And the NHL, they've been the, the league that has gotten two new ones over the past few years. And if, if I'm going to put my money on the NBA or the NFL, it would be the NBA and Seattle and Las Vegas, I think would be two prime destinations for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I think that just about concludes our topic for that at least, but we got a bunch more coming up. So the next thing that we want to talk about is the obvious and uh, Nikola Jokic won the MVP second yep. straight year, which is actually extremely impressive. And this player might be the most underrated player in the NBA. Um, I mean, I feel like it's hard to really say that about an MVP award winner that has won it two straight years, but it's just the, the amount of attention this guy gets is very low for what he does for his team. I mean, he led the Nuggets in basically every major statistical category, willed them to 48 wins, despite the fact that two of their other players that are really good, you know, Jamal Murray and William. Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. Michael Porter. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know why I always get him and Michael, uh, Michael Carter, their names confused, but yep. Michael Carter is like out of the league. We don't even know what's going on with him, but uh, <laughs> anyways, so, yeah, I mean, I think it was very deserving. Some people may say that uh, Joel Embiid deserved it. And, uh, you know, they got a point because it was two straight years where I felt like it was right at the tail end and it could have gone up. It was a toss-up between Joel Embiid and uh, Nikolai, uh, Nikola Jokic, and Jokic has won it two straight years. What, what do you think, Carr? Do you think that Embiid actually deserved it this year or – I mean, it's tough. Um, I think I would have probably taken Jokic um, over Embiid. It would have been difficult, but I mean, listen, Jokic, I think the impact that he has on his team is, I mean, it's undoubtedly like just massive. And, you know, he's a player that's just, I mean, dude, this guy was taken in the second round of the NBA draft. He was taken during a freaking Taco Bell commercial. And this guy's won two MVPs back to back which there's not a lot of players that you can say who have won even multiple MVP awards. And Jokic now with his second one, obviously the next thing he has to do is if he can get Denver to win a NBA championship, I mean, that's going to definitely be difficult, but I mean, this guy is incredible. Um, Embiid would have been very close for me. Um, I mean, he led the NBA in points per game Embiid and he had a very, very good season. Um, I think also Embiid just missed a little bit more time than Jokic did. Um, Jokic was was just great, and he's just a he's a rare player. I mean, the guy for a center to average eight assists per game is absolutely insane, and he was he was just good in all facets of the game. And the Denver Nuggets this year, like you said, like Jamal Murray was out for the entire season. Michael Porter Jr. basically was out for the whole season almost he didn't have his two best players, two best teammates. And the Denver Nuggets were able to be carried basically by Jokic to the postseason. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to take anything away from Embiid. Embiid's importance to the Philadelphia 76ers obviously can't be understated too. He is undoubtedly – it's I mean, him and Jokic are in the tier of their own in terms of the center position in the NBA. But, yeah, I mean, and Jokic – I know it's kind of a, a, a debate going on right now between like the advanced statistics. Like that's been a big topic of debate because Jokic's uh, advanced statistics are blow everybody out of the water. Basically like his VORP um, value over replacement player is like 
the highest like ever or like it's definitely number one in the nba so like people have been kind of looking at that and being like oh he got voted for because he got voted for because of the analytics and his advanced statistics and stuff but i mean this guy you watch him on the court too this guy can do basically everything um so i don't know it would have been it was it was close for me but i did lean Jokic just because i felt he was a little bit more important and i felt like he also um play more games. And I think that definitely matters too. I think being on the court is very important. And Jokic took his team to the postseason when he didn't have his, his two uh, other best teammates. So just got to tip my cap to Jokic and just another incredible season. That guy is what a story from being a six, a second round pick to being a, a back-to-back MVP award winner from Serbia. Incredible. Incredible story and good for Jokic when it is a uh, back-to-back MVP awards. Yeah, for sure. I think it's it's actually incredible that he won two straight MVPs. I mean, the fact that he actually improved his numbers from the last season where he averaged, you know, 26, 26, 8, and 11. This year he averaged 27, 8 again, and, and 14, essentially, when you round up. Like, that's insane, man. You know, he led his team in literally every statistical category – points, assists, rebounds. I think somebody had more blocks than him on the team. I cannot confirm that, but he definitely had more steals than anybody on his team. So with that being said, like, and this guy, it's just his crazy looking at this guy and seeing what he's doing. You, you just wouldn't expect it. He, he's he's not a very fast player. He's not a very athletic player. I'm not even sure if he can really dunk that well, to be honest with you. I don't know if I've ever mm-hmm. seen him dunk a basketball. And this guy is somehow just out there winning, uh, winning MVP awards, which is incredible. I will say though, I think there is a bigger case for Giannis than a lot of people have said, um, or maybe, I don't know. I think it's just voter fatigue. If I'm honest with you yeah. from all the past years that he's won it, I think he's a, he's a two-time MVP award winner, right? Or three. It's two, two, two. Right? two. Yeah. yeah. I think maybe it's uh it's, it's a bit of a voter fatigue. If I'm honest, I mean, he, he put up 30, uh, 30, 12 and, and six in his own right. And also had a one and a half blocks game, a steal a game. I mean, all around great player. And uh, I mean, look, I feel like the last few years, it's been just these three just dominating the MVP category. And I don't know if there really is a right answer, to be honest with you. Like if somebody says, hey, man, I I really think Giannis did more for his team than Jokic. I mean, I would probably say, I don't know if I agree with that, but I can't really fault him for saying that. I don't think it's a crazy opinion at all. Um, I think Embiid's right up there too. And even though Embiid's missed a little bit of games, I mean, He's sustained the, the 76ers in a, uh, a very bad time for their their franchise where, you know, Ben Simmons, they have a player where they're paying $35 million a year, not playing a game. So I think it's – honestly, there is no right answer. Yeah, and to go back on my point, I just looked it up. Embiid's actually played 68 games and Jokic played 74. So it's not like that big of a gap. Um, but, I mean, I think the, the voters, I think, definitely – kind of lean towards this advanced they're really looking at the advanced statistics because I mean Jokic was historical in those advanced statistical numbers but I mean you can't you can't deny Embiid or even Giannis like those two guys had incredible seasons and I would have been okay if they gave it to any one of those three guys I really would have um for Embiid's case you know, maybe it maybe the free throws, maybe people didn't really like that because he did attempt the most free throws in the NBA. And, you know, I know some people kind of kind of crap on him for that. 
um, get into the line so much. But I mean, hey, I mean, he that dominant of a player, you have to foul him and you got to make him shoot free throws. And he definitely knocked him down. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I I would have probably leaned Jokic just because, I mean, you look at, you know, the assist numbers and just, you know, his shooting almost 60% from the field and, you know, 33% from three was really good too. And then, you know, if you want to look at the Vance statistics, I mean, he had a historical season in that um, department. So I'm not mad at it. And, you know, with all three of those guys, Embiid, uh, Giannis, and Jokic, if they, if, like I said, if they would have given it to any of those guys, I would not have been mad if, I wouldn't have been mad if Giannis got it. I wouldn't have been mad if Embiid got it. So really good race though. It was, it definitely got close towards the end. And the NBA is just, I mean, you can, I mean, the, I think the biggest takeaway from this is all three of these guys are international players. Jokic is from Serbia and Bede's from, uh, forget what country in Africa. Um, and then Giannis is from Greece. So it's just, uh, the NBA is definitely, you could just see all the international players that are coming into the NBA and they're just starting to take over. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of how the league is kind of going, uh, I think, right now. And I'm not really sure if this guy would have been fourth in the MVP voting, but, I mean, Luca, he's an international player yeah. too. Yeah. And also yeah. he's under 25 years old, which uh, leads us to our next segment. Oh, which is, uh, good segue, bro. Yeah, for like sure, that. bro, for sure. We are going to be ranking okay. the top five players that are 25 and under. So, I, I mean, I'm sure, Car, you got a list, and uh, I also have a list, so um, I'm just going to give you the floor. Who's who's your number five? Because, obviously, there's some great talent in the league, and, uh, yeah, we're just going to see where this goes. Oh, man. Dude, like, looking at, like, the players that are 25 and under in the NBA, there's so many good players. So it's very difficult. Um, oh, damn. All right, so my number five for me – is I'm going to go with Devin Booker. Um, Devin Booker, I think, is kind of imp- kind of really cemented himself in the NBA. I mean, Devin Booker, you look at last season and how great he was for the Phoenix Suns. I mean, it can't be understated how important he was on that run, and you really saw him take that next step. And even this year, too, like, again, he's taken – he's on that same trajectory, and he is – he, I mean, you can debate him or Chris Paul as the best player on that team, but I mean, Devin Booker, uh, he is just a, a very great player and he has really elevated the Phoenix Suns. He stuck with Phoenix. He never quit on the team. You know, this was a guy at one point who dropped 70 points in an NBA game, which was crazy. That was against my Celtics. Um, and he's just, he's continued to get better and he's a, he's a very good player. He's 25 years old, so he just hits this uh, threshold here. But I would say Devin Booker, man, he's he's a he's a killer on the court and just a huge part for the Phoenix Suns' success. And he's just a a very good player. All right, that's definitely fair. And uh, shout out Grand Rapids, Michigan again. He's actually from there, born, raised there. So I don't know about uh, yeah, I don't know about. Yeah, who, who would have thought Grand Rapids, Michigan, making two appearances and roughing the basket today. But, yeah, uh, getting back to this list, I would actually go John Morant, John Morant at the okay. number five spot, uh, just because I think he has so much talent. And 
obviously, like, you know, we see what he's been able to do with the Grizzlies. However, I have an issue putting him any higher up in this list because I okay. think that he he has a good situation overall. I mean, if you look at the stats without him, it, it, it's really hard to justify putting him any harder, in my opinion, just because they're 20 and six without him. So, okay. you know, I think that this is overall a really good team and the coach has done a great job. And I'm not, this isn't taking anything away from him being five in this list when there's so much talent. That's still a great, uh, great accomplishment. But I just, uh, for me personally, I have Devin Booker a little bit higher up. Okay, that's fair. Um, on, I mean, John Morant was my number four. So, um, I mean, Morant was, was, was great this season. And yeah, like, you know, the Memphis Grizzlies, obviously were a very good team, but Moran was is the best player on that team, and he had a breakout season. And he's, I mean, he's he was just so he was so good. I think he won the most improved player of the year this year as well. He's only twenty two, so I do buy him uh, even getting potentially even better than what he just put up this season. I mean, he averaged twenty seven point six points per game, five point six rebounds a game, six point six assists, fifty percent from the field, and thirty four percent from three, like. John Moran is that dude. Um, it was definitely a bit close between him and Devin Booker. Like, you know, you could have definitely put Devin Booker ahead of him if you were to, you know, say like, oh, if Booker's had more better seasons. But I guess I'm buying into the John Morant um, hype right now. And I think that he can end up being a guy that maybe he reaches to a 30 point per game score. Like that could be possible. He's only 22. So there's, there's more room for him to grow. And he was great. He was, he was a fantastic player. I mean, look how good the Memphis Grizzlies were this season. He were, they were the number two team in the NBA um, or no, number two team in the Western conference, at least like John Morant was a big part of that. And yeah, the Memphis Grizzlies were 20 and six without him, but they were a juggernaut, you know, this season. And John Morant was at the head of that. And John Morant was in the MVP conversation this year. Like he was that good. So I'm going to go with John Morant at four. All right, cool. Yeah, my four is definitely Devin Booker, just for all the reasons you said. I mean, the reason why I have him listed ahead, John Morant, is just because of the the years that he's had in the NBA already. It's pretty crazy, man. Um, this guy has already had, uh, let's see, seven full seasons in the NBA, Devin Booker. I mean, that's, that's crazy, Isn't that man. crazy this to kind of put that in perspective? 25, yeah. Like, it's been – he's been in the NBA for seven years, and it doesn't really feel that way. Just crazy how time flies. But yeah, still super young, man. This is that's absolutely absurd. Now, here's where things get interesting because I know we probably all have the same players in the top three, but where are we ranking them? And uh, I'll I'll let you go first with three. Trey Young. Uh, Trey Young right now is my number three. Um, I mean, look, Trey Young was it was very, I mean, these like last three guys that I've mentioned, very close, but. Again, Trey Young, he took his team to the Eastern Conference Finals this past season. Granted, they got bounced in the first round this year, but Trey Young, again, is this guy, he is the Atlanta Hawks' offense. And, you know, he, yeah, he can be, a, he's a liability on defense, but this guy was a 20, almost pretty much 28 point per game scorer this year. He was 9, 9.3 assists per game. So he's already, you know, setting up his teammates very well. He's scoring the basketball at a high clip. He's already one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA. He had a – his field goal percentage was 45.8%. Like, this guy is only 23 years old too. So, this is just a, a player that is 
a very elite player. Yeah, again, not the best defensive player, but Trey Young is as clutch as it gets, and he is someone that is a, he's a bucket getter. He is an absolute bucket getter, um, and he's someone that I'm very high on as well. And you know, you him being already one of the best shooters in the NBA, like he's he's a great player. He's he's a fantastic player, and you know, the Atlanta Hawks if they can kind of make some adjustments this offseason, maybe get him another star in the future or whatever. Like this kid can definitely be, you know, a player on a really good championship team. Um, he's, he's just, he's a very good player. I'm very high on Trey Young, So I'm going to go with him being at three right now. Yeah. Don't say that to Knicks fans because they're not going to be very happy, but I mean, that just shows you the impact that this kid has already had. Like the fact that, Knicks fans like already view him as like an insane villain. Probably they, they probably hate Trey Young more than the Boston Celtics. That's saying something. I don't know if it's at that level yet, but it's pretty close just because of that round one matchup from 2021 and just seeing the, the Hawks kind of decimate the Knicks. Um, even though I think it's debatable, but the Knicks were probably the favorites in that series, uh, just because they're the four seed and uh the Hawks were the number five seed. But going back to the present day and Trey Young and just what he's been able to do, I mean. This kid through four seasons in his career is averaging 25 and nine. That's insane, man. This is crazy. Good, this is numbers that you don't hear about anybody. Or you maybe you'll hear one guy average something like, I don't know, 25 and, and, and five. And, you know, people view them as like the next great thing. But I mean, Trey Young in his second season was averaging 20, 29.6 points a game and 9.3 assists. Like yeah, that's crazy. Second season. Um, so I think this just shows the, the amount of explosiveness this kid has. And, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing just what he does in the future because it's it's electrifying watching him play. I mean, even at Oklahoma, I was a big Trey Young guy, and uh, I'm not a big college a college basketball fan at all, to be honest. But, um, I mean, I actually watched a good amount of Oklahoma games that year just because I, I was watching Trey Young, and I was like, man, I, I really wonder if this guy's going to be good in the pros. But there was just something about him, and uh, so far he's lived up to those expectations. So, it's going to be interesting to see what they do developing uh, the talent around him because that's really what it comes down to. But uh, I think we probably have the same number two. I want to assume maybe you have a little bias because you're a Celtics fan. I don't know. But I, I'm, I'm going to put Jason Tatum at the number two spot um, over – well, Luca's going to be my number one. I mean, that's kind of presumed yeah, in this case. Yeah, I got you. But Jason Tatum, man, I mean, I think – there, there's a so I was looking up some lists, right? And there's a lot of lists that have Trey Young ahead of J, Jason Tatum. And I love Trey Young, man. I'm a big Trey Young guy. I got a Trey Young jersey. I have like three autograph cards of Trey Young. I love Trey Young, man. However, you cannot deny the impact that Jason Tatum has had and the success that he's had on the Boston Celtics this young in his career and what he's been able to do. I mean, consistently getting his team further in the playoffs every year especially the, the one season, it was his rookie season. He made it to the conference finals his rookie season, and there was nobody else on that roster. If you go back and look at that roster, you probably can name, well, Marcus Smart, I, I don't even know if he was healthy. I don't remember. This is so long ago. But the, that shows you just the impact, the immediate impact that he had on the basketball court and what he's been able to do on both ends of the ball. And uh, that's why I have him at number two over Trey Young. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. Um so, yeah, Jason Tatum is my number two player, and I can't say enough great things about Jason Tatum. I mean, this was a guy who, I mean, he's he's been in this position numerous of times in the playoffs. Um, he's 
you know, the Celtics have made the playoffs, I think, every year since Jason Tatum has been on the team. Like, he's just one of those players, and this has been his best season of his NBA career. And we've seen him come up big in so many moments. We've seen him step up in the playoffs and play defense. We saw that with Kevin Durant um, in the first round uh, matchup against the Brooklyn Nets. Like, Jason Tatum's that dude. And he, the fact that he's only 24 years old, he's just a, a, a superstar player, I think, already. And this guy is, he's a stud. And, you know, again, this was his best season. He averaged nearly 27 points per game. He's even improved as a passer this season. Uh, this was his best rebounding season, his best shooting season, I'm pretty sure as well. Um, oh, not his best shooting season, but this season he's taken uh, tied for the, the most shots he's taken in his career. And he's already shot 43, 45% from the field and 33 or 35% from three stumbling on my words. But yeah, I mean, he was, he, he's come up big in the playoffs. That's another thing. Like the Boston Celtics at one point with Tatum on the team were in the Eastern Conference Finals. They took the Cavaliers to a game seven. Um, unfortunately, didn't make it to the finals. But yeah, Jason Tatum uh, is a fantastic player and he could do it on both sides of the court. And to talk about Luka Doncic, number one, I mean, I've been a big Luka guy ever since this guy has been playing overseas. Like the fact that he wasn't the number one overall pick in that draft still is unbelievable to me to this day. This guy has been hooping like for so long now. He's he was like I think he was like 13 or 14 or something playing against like professionals overseas. Like that says something to me. Um, and he's been doing it. Yeah, he's not the best defender. Um, he can get beat on defense, and you kind of saw the Phoenix Suns, they've been kind of picking on him um in the series here. But I mean, uh Luka Doncic is a numbers machine. He is already one of the best players in the NBA, and he's only going to get better. I mean, Luka Doncic right now is only 23, so there is just a, a a bright future for him, and really for the NBA in general. Like we were, I mean, we were even just talking about like the MVP award with Jokic and Embiid and Giannis. Like these are all guys I think they're in their 20s. So just a very bright future for the NBA. And yeah, Luka Doncic right now is my, the number one player, I think in the NBA 25 and under, he is just so good. He is fantastic. Just to put it in perspective. Yeah. Like you said, he signed with, uh, I believe it was Real Madrid. Yeah. Real Madrid. Yeah. Real Madrid. Which, yeah their team when he was 13 years old, he did not make his profession, technically professional de- debut until he was 16 years old. But that's still insane. I don't think people realize just how good this league really is. I mean, this is the second best basketball league in the world behind the NBA in terms of talent. And yeah. um, I mean, just to have a 16 year old kid playing in that league and, and he won the MVP a few years after that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that's the case for him right there. And then ever since he's gone to the NBA, I mean, his first year balled out. And then, you know, ever since then, I mean, he's just been, he just keeps balling every year. He's an automatic 28, eight and eight every single season. It's Legit, just, bro. yeah. And I think people take that for granted and they don't realize just how great he is. I mean, he came really just a few minutes away from being the Clippers last year, pretty much single-handedly. And if he got any help whatsoever from his team, probably would have ended up being the Clippers, but that did not happen, even though they came extremely close, got by the jazz, uh, the, the first uh, first round of the playoffs this year, which is uh, an absolute milestone. I mean, just getting into the second round of the playoffs finally. 
And now, I mean, he's he made it a series with the Sun so far. We, I mean, we can't really talk that much about these series, unfortunately, because it's just these series go by so quick and it's kind of time sensitive. But just seeing what he's doing right now to the Suns, and like he, he's just dropping forty five like it's nothing. He's an absolute monster, an absolute scoring machine, and I, I really just don't think that he gets enough, uh, just enough looks at whatever. I don't know why. I mean, yeah. Dallas is a pretty good market, but I guess they just haven't really been that big of a market compared to like the Lakers or the the Celtics or the Knicks or whatever, or the Heat. I don't know. But But he he was on. Yeah. I was going to say, he's just one of the best offensive players in the NBA. Like he like flat out is, but go ahead. I mean, I think if we're naming list of a current NBA talent, which definitely should do in the future, you know, no restrictions on 25 and under, but just pure talent. I think there is a debate that Luca is the most talented player in the NBA right now. He's definitely in the top five. I will not waver from yeah, that. Yeah, I would say that. So, hey, it's the world's the limit for him, man. The world is the limit. Yeah, he's just a stud, man. He's one of the best. I think you, if in terms of just pure offensive skill, I mean, there's not many players can, that can do what he could do on the offensive end. Like I said, he's not a great defender. Um, we've seen the Phoenix Suns kind of expose him. And, and some points in this uh, series that we're talking about, but he's just he's just so good on the offensive end. And, you know, the the Dallas Mavericks, yeah, they have a, a relatively good team. I mean, Jalen Brunson, um, you know, we've talked about him. He's really stepped up, and there's a lot of other pretty good players on that team. But if you can just get him another, like, star player, like, they can – the Dallas Mavericks can be a scary team because Luka Doncic is – he's that dude. And, you know, like you were talking about, like, this was a guy who – yeah, I, I said 13 or 14. I meant 16, like playing against like professional like basketball players overseas. Like that's when it was enough for me to say like this guy is is good. And he ended up winning, I think, a Euro League MVP his last season before he uh, declared for the NBA draft. So just a just a fantastic player. And he's got a bright future. He's just all these guys do. They're, the NBA is just littered with young studs. There's so many of them. And, you know, and then the, we talked about the rookies uh, last, I think, two weeks ago or a week ago. Like, the the league is just <laughs> – there's just so many great players that are coming into the NBA. And then we got the 22 NBA, 2022 NBA draft. We're, we're going to definitely talk about that when it comes closer. But a lot of great talent in the NBA. And it's just in great hands. The, the league is at a very good spot. But yeah, that's it, guys, for this week's episode of Rough in the Basket. A lot of basketball talk this week. Um, but make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at Rough the Basket. Follow us on Instagram at Rough in the Basket. You can follow me on Twitter at BCAR underscore 13. Follow Noah on Instagram at burnt 37 We got a lot of episodes to pump out. We're back on our grind now. We got more of an open schedule for both of us now. So expect a lot more Rough in the Basket episodes to come your guys' way. But Noah, what do you got for the people to wrap them up? Well, I am going back to Columbia and it within two weeks, but you know, oh, I'll yeah, still be right. here on roughing the basket, man. Yes, sir. This show is like it's it's like LeBron James or Tom Brady. You know, the older it gets, it doesn't even matter, it just gets better and better. So that, that's what we are here on Roughing the Basket. Yes, sir, bro. We we always get better and again, just be prepared for the the, the more podcasts that we're gonna be putting out. But Thank you guys so much for listening this week, and we will see you guys next time. 
Peace out.